WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. You know, I had this cheer trying to get somebody to make some noise. It's sad. Really. Somehow they coached me into doing this. On the run out, Georgetown oh. Caswell comes out of nowhere and swipes it away against the window. Is it bad that they're on the bubble? It adds excitement. There's just too much nonsense right now. Paulie's a legend. All right. That's the thing of the legend. ACC. See, buddy, throw it up. Oh, okay. Goodness. Okay, buddy. With his monster. To the rim for Friend of the program, Dave McMenamin. That's all I want on my gravestone someday. He was a friend of the program. Gerard, a deep three. Got it. Fans might want to get used to seeing that. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. We mentioned the, the team already in Indianapolis. They didn't waste any time, Paulie. They practiced yesterday morning. Uh, they got out of town. Uh, they arrived in Indianapolis. They got tested, went back to the hotel to quarantine. That you know, That's the protocol this year for everybody as they arrive at the NCAA tournament. So they're settled in, and uh, you know they're getting ready for a, a Friday night matchup against uh, San Diego State. Didn't waste any time getting out there. Yeah, they normally don't, but I'm guessing this time you've got to get there a little early to get tested, and you got to do the whole seven-day thing. I don't know the whole protocol, but... Uh... I'm guessing that getting there as early as possible is uh, the best thing to do, and hopefully they're there a while. You know, you got to think Did those teams, see, uh, those teams that get there yeah, go are going to be there for a month. It feels you know three weeks, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, I mean the teams that go deep, yeah, yeah. they're they're going to be there. They're going to be there for a while. So uh, uh, yeah, can't pack lightly on this trip. You got to pack as though you're going to stay for a while. Uh, did you see the the story about the the referees that were sent home? Unreal. Uh, so six. High-level referees, including, you know, TV Teddy, uh, Ted Valentine, um, among those that will not be able to officiate in the NCAA tournament. They arrived at their hotel. Uh, as the story goes, their rooms were not ready. Someone in the lobby of the hotel, you know, one of the hotel workers suggested, all right, guys, why don't you go get something to eat? By the time you come back, your rooms will be ready. So six officials go off, have dinner together. One of them tests positive for COVID-19. Uh, and through contact tracing, obviously, that eliminates the other five as well. So six officials sent home on the spot uh, because of that one positive test. And, um, you know, I think, you know, this isn't going to be the only story like this throughout the course of the next three weeks. Let's just hope we can uh, make it through an NCAA tournament fully intact, Paulie. Yeah, uh, better refs than teams, and you don't want anybody to get it, but uh, it may that may level, lower the level of uh, – Officiating, though, that's not good news because I saw that uh, four of them had Final Four. Uh, right. I don't think anybody's going to miss Ted Valentine. But, no. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we say it kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, I mean, that, that gives you an idea of just how serious, just how strict uh, the NCAA is, is taking things and how strict they're going to be, you know, moving forward. So there's no messing around. There's no breaking protocols. And if you do, uh, there's no second chances, right? I mean, this is all about you got to take this thing seriously. You got to follow the rules, and if you don't, uh, you know you and or your team uh, might not be playing. You would and, think and that they would have had something uh, set up for these guys, home. right? Right. Don't send them out to dinner. Yeah. They should, yeah. You know, put them in a conference room. It was kind of like uh, it sounded like reading the story. It sounded like all right, guys. You know, you're going to be here for a while, so why don't you get one last meal out? Uh, you know, before this whole thing starts. And so they went out and got food and. Uh, 
Yeah, one positive test, and now all six guys are, are out of the And then tournament. you think of it from a um, business standpoint, those guys are probably losing a buttload of money. Yeah. Yikes. And and that's the pinnacle, right? I mean, just like the players yeah. and coaches they want, to be in the want to take part in the NCAA tournament every year. I mean, that's, you know, I don't want to say it's the only reason they do it, but of course they want to ref in the NCAA tournament or ref in Final Fours or, you know, officiate a national title game. I mean, this is the, the pinnacle of what these guys do as well. So, um just a, you know, an unfortunate story, but again, it, it's a, a cautionary tale for anyone involved in this tournament that doesn't matter who you are, what your role is, if you break protocol, you're not taking part, you know, whether that's officiating or coaching or playing or whatever the case may be. We should point out, as long as we're getting this stuff out of the way at the top of the show, uh, Gino Ariema tested positive for COVID over the weekend. Um, he's gotten both shots of his vaccine but he had just gotten his second shot, so they they said that he wasn't fully vaccinated yet. He got diagnosed with COVID nineteen. He's definitely out for the first game, uh, most likely out for the second game as well. So if Syracuse does advance to face UConn, uh, there is a very good chance that Gino uh, will not be on the bench how, for the UConn women. And, and again, we're we're gonna I think continue to see stories like this throughout. How far away is he from his team? <laughs> like that seems like it would be an issue. Yeah, well, they said that there's been no issues to this point. They've continued to, uh, you know, test everybody. the The positive test was on Sunday, so today's Tuesday. Um, again, it's 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 possible that there might be an issue, two to five day incubation period. But to to this point, they've said no issue, and you know they they're doing their part to stay away. I mean, you know, you heard Jim Beheim uh, say the other day that there wasn't an issue with Virginia that. Um, you know, players yeah. were in close contact with the other player for 45 seconds, I guess, over the course of the entire game. So we still don't know who tested positive. I would assume it was a role player um, if it was only 45 seconds of close contact. But uh, again, I, who knows? Um, but everybody's wearing the bracelets and they're able to do the contact tracing. And I guess there wasn't a problem with the uh, with the UConn women. All right. Just it's strange. There's some weird science to this that I can't figure out. So Yeah. Uh, we're all we're all kind of learning together. Um, I know there was a, a question, Paulie, that that you kind of wanted to start the show with. You texted me last night, and I was like, "Hmm, that's an interesting question." So uh, why don't you pose it to our listeners? Yeah, I wanted people to call in and let us know: Are you happy with the season? Uh, you, you you know they're in the tournament. They're they're firmly in. They weren't in a play-in game. They're in. Are you happy with this season? There's been a lot of complaining this year. Lots about this could be different, that could be different. Are you happy with this year? You know, if they go in, they lose to San Diego State. They got in the tournament as an 11 seed off a year where they probably weren't getting into the tournament, Steve. You know, uh, it's a step forward from where they were last year, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so much to unpack here, and it's such a simple question, but I think it's a complicated answer. Um, and, and we'd love to hear from you. 315-437-7644. We've got you know, a good 20 minutes to talk about it here before Adrian Autry comes out, and we can get back to this as well. Um, it's, a, it's a simple question, but a complicated answer because you know, the standard around here has been and I think continues to be, you know, at least among the fan base and, and the players and coaches for that matter. I mean, the standard is make the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I, I think if you're asking fans what they expect, they expect a, a good shot at a Sweet 16 every year. That hasn't necessarily been the case of late. Um, so if you had told the average fan before the season, Paulie, all right, you're going to lose Barama, 
you know, let's say after that first game, you you t- tell the average fan, all right, you know, Brahma's gone for the year, but Syracuse is still going to make the tournament. You know, going to be on the bubble. They're going to get in as an 11 seed. Would you sign up for that? My guess is that most Syracuse fans would say no, that they wouldn't sign up for that, that they would they would expect better. Um, but to your point, this was a team that was not going to the NCAA tournament in all likelihood last year. You lose your starting center. Um, is it fair to expect much more than that? And I, I think that's why it's a complicated answer. Yeah, and I, I was not happy at the midpoint of this season or even down to the last two games of the regular season. I wasn't happy with where, where this team is going. But if you look at it through like a wider perspective, like you lose your center at the beginning of the year, you lost Elijah Hughes. Um, uh, it's kind of impressive what they've done, what they've done with this level of talent to even make the tournament when they weren't. They're less talented than last year, right? Wouldn't you say? Uh, without Elijah, and they've uh, they've made the tournament this year. So I, I think it's uh, moving in the right direction, and hopefully they can move on. Uh, there's a whole other section to this that I'll get to in a second, but I just wanted your take on it, like. Maybe it's impressive this team made the tournament with the talent they have. It's impressive. You know, when I look back at two weeks ago, I, I didn't think they were going to make it. Um, you know, we, we kind of laid it out and said, all right, they're going to have to get hot here. And we didn't know if they had the capability of getting hot against good teams. We didn't know if they could beat, you know, Carolina and Clemson and win one in the ACC tournament and then obviously put a scare, um, you know, into Virginia. It, it, it's a difficult question. I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to hear what you know our, our listeners think at 315-437-7644. You lost Elijah, you lost Barama. Everybody else though is a year older and a year stronger and a year better, supposedly. Um and I you know it's it's hard for me to say that SU fans are are content or happy with an eleven seed in the NCAA tournament and being on the bubble again. But to your point, you know. It, was it realistic to expect much more losing Elijah and then losing Barama? Let's go to the phone lines at 315-437-7644. Dave in Syracuse kicking us off hey, here guys. on the show today. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Steve, I think you kind of hit it on the head, the nail on the head. I think from two weeks ago, I think we're all ecstatic to be where we are today. Um, but as a program in, in total and in, in the vacuum and – you know, someone that's born and raised here and has followed the program for over 40 years, I think we're still kind of disappointed that we're in this situation. But on Sunday was still a thrill when their name showed up. I think we all, you know, gasped and we're excited. Um, but, you know, that's taken into context. The 11 seed where, you know, for Beheim even said on uh, one of the shows the other day, the first 30 out of 35 years he was here, bubble was not even mentioned. So, so yeah. it, it, you know, yes, yeah. we're happy. We're happy we're here because two weeks ago, none of us thought we were going to be in a tournament, uh, me included. Yeah. Dave, let me ask you this before we before we let you go here. Um, yeah. Does it matter what they do now? Like, so, so if the San Diego State, that's one thing. Let's say they somehow get to the Sweet 16. That that all of a sudden changes everybody's you know view of the season. Correct. I disagree. Um, even I was right with everybody else in 16 and 18 when we had those nice runs, but it's still an issue that we're struggling so much just to get there. So in yeah. somebody my age, to me, it's a disappointing year in a, in total, 
But given the where we were two weeks ago, you know, we couldn't be any happier. Um, I think San Diego State's a very tough matchup. I really do. I think, you know, hopefully being a zone team and they haven't seen it all year, but they match up pretty well if you look at their uh, their metrics. So, But we're there. We got a chance, and Friday's going to be a great day. All right. Yeah, thanks for checking in, Dave. And that, that's why I say, Paulie, it's a – it's a simple question, but it's a complicated I, answer. You know, I mean, you could you could hear how Dave was conflicted, and I mean that I'm I'm having a hard time answering the question too because the the standard is higher. But then again, you know, again, you pointed out no Elijah, you lose Barama. Um, you know, it's a strange year, a lot of stops and starts. You know, should fans just be happy that they got in and that they made the NCAA tournament? You know, is that an achievement in and of itself? You got to take the tournament, no matter how you get in, like the. I I long for for the uh the the one seeds and the three seeds and the five seeds just like everybody else but this isn't this isn't top 5 seed talent they got right now you know and that may be a bigger problem going down the line but it's this team is what it is and it's in like I say this all the time you know how many schools would die to be on the bubble you know, like yes. every no, year. That is, that is, and yes, that we is are accurate. a very spoiled fan base. And I get where Dave's coming from, but sometimes you're going to be on the bubble and you're going to, when, and when Syracuse has gotten in, they've made the most of it. You know, it, it may make you sweat a little more than the other years, but would you, like, is it a better year if you were ranked number one all year and then you lose in the Sweet 16? Or is it a better year if you barely got in and make the Sweet 16? It's, it's the same thing, really. It's you know, it's the same year. You know, it's just you had more fun well, wins. You know, during the regular season. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think you can say it's the same year. Um, it is because you're. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season as long as you get into the tournament. At all, it doesn't matter. You just got to so, get in. Just so, make the playoffs. So, would you, so let's, for, hypothetically speaking, Paulie, let's say Syracuse loses to San Diego State. Okay. Would you deem this as a successful season? Uh, from where they were to now, yes, it's a it's a step in the right direction from last year. I think that is. I think that opinion is in the minority, uh, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm, I I don't. I don't. They think weren't in the tournament last year. The, no, I understand. You're, you're right. It's a They're step in now. from last year. You just said a moment ago, though. Sometimes you're going to end up on the bubble, and yes, I would agree with that. And you said, you know, most fan bases would kill to be on the bubble and, and go to this many NCAA tournaments. You're right about that. But at Syracuse, some you know, every program's on the bubble sometimes. But the sometimes has turned into like that's not the exception anymore. It's been more of the rule okay. of late, which I think is the problem that you know some fans you know have you know that's where the I'll frustration the, comes in. I'll live with the rule; they're still getting in. Like okay, you know, if you're getting in, you're getting in. It's basketball's different from back then. You know, you're not going to have a stacked team with Derek Coleman and Billy Owens and you know that are around for four years, and you're not going to. It's not going to happen. You may get that every once in a while, every couple years, you'll get. You'll get a team with a few pros on it at Syracuse. And the last time they did, when was it? Uh, you'd say, Ma- you know, Malachi, Leiden. You, you know, the end yeah. year had a couple. They it's were just, pros. They weren't pros for long, but they yeah. were pros. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
I, I think people just got to realize that uh, we're, we're still kind of lucky to be in this situation. If they had missed, you know, if they had been on the other side of the bubble, I, I think you'd have a lot more to complain about. They missed the tournament last year, right? Because there was no tournament in they were most likely going yeah. to miss it. They uh, missed it in 17, which was, was that the, uh, and then. I, I think the, the biggest issue I would say is that, you know, as you said, sometimes you're on the bubble, but the sometimes has become, you know, oftentimes now with this program is that they're on the bubble. And so I think that that's what, that's what fans look at. And maybe that's where the frustration kicks in is that, you know, it's no longer the exception. It's they they kind of expect to be on the bubble. I don't know. I'd have a hard time if they lose to San Diego State on Friday. I'd have a hard time coming on the show, you know, next week and saying, you know, all right, well, it was a successful season because Syracuse made the NCAA tournament. You know, they were they were in eleven C, but they got in and it's you know, progress. Like I don't get what you are. What do you expect out of this roster? Like, you know, if, the, if you want to say the roster's the problem and the recruiting was the problem. But with this roster, they, they got where they are. You know, it's this is this is the team they got. They're an 11 seed. That was not the expectation going into the season. What and, were you and expecting? I realized Barama was Barama was supposedly healthy at the beginning of the season. Okay, with Barama, what are you expecting out of this team? I think the expectation was a little bit high. I think weren't they picked to finish sixth in the conference? Fifth, okay, so, uh, fifth or sixth in the conference? I, I realized so a nine a, seed, a, a smidge better. Right, <laughs> better than better than being on the bubble. I, I guess that that's my point, though, is that you know the expectation around here has changed. It used to be NCAA tournament was a minimum, and you know through the first week of the NCAA tournament was was the expectation, right? That was kind of the baseline to get through. You know, get through the first round, first two two games of the NCAA tournament. And and you're right, it's it it may not be realistic anymore. But I think that that's where some people and were I'll, the experts. I'll say something are. else to you. Those years ended in those years when they were loaded ended more in disappointment than the teams that weren't loaded. That's fair too. That you is know, fair. The the these teams I would say have those, overachieved in the tournament. In, in, okay, but I would say that those seasons were more successful than were they? You know, like than, than this getting one, to the for instance. Yeah, yeah. Well, the season's not done. The season no, is not I, done. I, I said, hypothetically speaking, if they lose this for, I know. I said, hypothetically speaking, if they lose this, I mean, first it's game. not a great now, outcome, but where, it's, a, where it's I disagree. A, it's a march. Where I disagree with Dave is that if they make the Sweet Sixteen, I do think that that changes how you look back on this season. Like, if they were to win two games now and and survive until next week, I do think that changes, you know, how you look back on the season. But if they were to lose this game, I, I don't know. I would have a hard time saying, you know what, that was a success. I know, but you're saying one phone call in here. No, yeah, you, go ahead, Paul. We'll take these calls. You just got the best outcome. You said was an eight or nine seed. Like the, I'm saying, the expectation, and and that's that's the part I think that bothers that you should only expect maybe expect, one win in the tournament. But that's what the expect. That's what the expectation is, okay. right? And I think that that's what that's we, what people are. Upset you're probably going to get it too. All right, okay. let's go. Let's go to the phone lines. We got Stephen North Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Steve, I got to figure out what phone number he's on. There we go. Hello. Uh, we, we we had a debate on SyracuseFan.com a couple of weeks ago. I might have even called this in before. Uh, but did you enjoy the 2010 and 2012 seasons more, where we were uh, in the top five, uh, even reached number one ranking, and uh, thinking of national championships, but we didn't get to the final four? 
or did you enjoy the 2013 and 2016 seasons better, where we had double figures in losses, and then we came on in the tournament and managed to make it to the Final Four? And uh, the debate went back and forth. I think it was about 50-50. I was on the side of I, I liked being uh, ranked right up at or near the top for three months and thinking of what a great team we had and how enjoyable it was to watch this team and have high expectations and you know if we, we if we hadn't lost our centers who knows what we would have accomplished and we actually won several games both times in in the tournament but we just didn't make it to the final four i like those seasons better and i think everybody wants to get back to having that kind of a team and those teams didn't have uh, Derek Coleman for four years or that sort of thing. Those teams were built in, in, in the modern era here. And uh, I was hoping coming into this season that we would at least make a step up from being uh, a bubble team to a team that's ranked all year, that knows uh, that it's going to be in the tournament somewhere, that might be able to get a four or five seed, something like that. And I felt that was possible with Barama Sidibe in the lineup, the way he was playing at the end of the year. And we lost him four minutes into the season. We didn't realize that we basically lost him for the season. He was supposed to come back in four weeks. The, the, the most agonizing thing was that second Pittsburgh game where Pittsburgh had a guy who was injured a, a month after Barama and was supposed to be out for eight weeks, and he was playing and had like 30 points and 15 rebounds, and Barama was supposed to have long been back playing for the team, was was not playing. So that was really frustrating. And we did have a slump after we had to sit out for the COVID. We lost three straight league games. But for most of this season, we've actually been having a better season than people realized. We avoided those bad early losses. We were winning our share of league games. And we've come on at the end of the season, uh, which is always an, an encouraging thing. We've had teams that got worse as the season went on. This one got better, and we're playing our best basketball right now. I would be disappointed if we lost in the first round to San Diego State. Uh, I think we can beat them, and I, maybe we can get another win or two out of it. And on the whole, considering uh, what we had to deal with, with Barama going down and the interruptions and rejiggering the schedule, so games we thought were going to be at home wound up being on the road, I think if we can get past this first weekend, this would be a very successful season. Uh, uh, if we lost right now, I would be disappointed with that. Yeah. I'm with you, Steve. I appreciate you checking. I I do think that what happens in the tournament definitely matters. Uh, And if they win a couple games, that's something very different than if they were to bow out, uh, you know, in in this game and uh, whether or not you could consider it a a success. I'll say this, Paulie, um, and there are many reasons for it. And and this is a topic that we can certainly get into, you know, even after SU is eliminated. Maybe that's a better topic for that day. But you look at, you know, the last time that they were a top four C was 2014 three seed that year 2015 no tournament for them because of the ban 2016 they were a 10 seed 2017 nit 2018 an 11 seed 2019 an eight seed 2020 no tournament because of covid and then 2021 uh an 11 seed so that 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 trend i think is concerning um you know to the su fan base and prior to that it was all you know top four and five seeds um and that's that's what you expected year in and year and i think that's that's the concerning part is that the you know the trend seems to be right now bubble every year 
Um, I mean, that's a while ago, 2014, seven years ago. So I, I think that that's the, uh, that's the concern. Uh, let's go back to the phone line, 315-437-7644. Let's see. Uh, we've got um, Kevin and Poppy is up next on the show. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, answer your, give you my opinion on the season. Um, I think through the COVID and not being able to play in the tournament last year, um, since we are in the tournament, whether we made it or not, I think, first of all, it was excess that we got to watch our team play basketball this year, even though it wasn't a full schedule. As far as what seed we are, I feel like making the tournament successful. I'm happy with that. If we lose next weekend, sure, I'm going to be disappointed. But I still think they gave it a great run towards the end and started playing their best ball. And, you know, those teams that Coach Beheim had those 25 years where 20 of them were no-brainers, that was a different time. I think nowadays there's a lot more good players that are spread out all across the country. So some of the bigger teams are getting all of the good kids anymore. So that's my two cents. I think it's a success. Um, Nothing surprises me that they do. And um, I'm going to be standing up in front of my TV cheering and clapping and screaming like if I was in the dome. So thanks for taking my call, and uh, let's go cute. All right, Kevin. Thanks for for checking in. Um, And and there are a lot of reasons, right, why we've seen the – the seeds go from threes, fours, and fives to nine, tens, and elevens, and it, you know the the sanctions certainly didn't help matters. Um, but that, again, that is that's the trend right now, Paulie, and that's uh, yeah, that's undeniable. Um, but they, you know, they got in and they have they've got a chance to make some noise. And as I said yesterday, I, I don't think Selection Sunday could have gone any better from a Syracuse perspective. They don't have to play the play-in game; they get a doable first-round matchup, and you know, you get to roll the dice from there. Yeah. I- I'm happy with this year. Like, if you there's so many things that you can take into a season too. Like, if you want to talk about a fun regular season, that year they didn't make the tournament with Andrew White and Gillen and Leiden. Those were some of the most fun regular season games ever. But the outcome sucked. You know, that was a fun year. That doesn't make make it a good year. You know, it's but you know, I, I'll take what happens in the tournament over regular season any day. I was going to say it almost raises another question: Does what happens in the tournament matter more than than what Absolutely. happens in the season? I know, I know, big picture it does, but I'm saying if if they were to win, let's say what you know, win one, lose one here, does that make up for you know a, a lackluster regular season in people's minds? I, I know, obviously, a run to you know the Elite Eight or the Final Four that changes things, but um, you know, if it's win one, lose one this year, does that make up for everything? You know, the ups and downs of the regular season. Let's get one more phone call in here. We can get back to this after Adrian Autry. Uh, Tim and Deride are up next on the show. Hey, Tim. Tim, you there? Tim, you with us? All right, I think we're going to have to let Tim go. Uh, Tim, give us a call back uh, after Adrian Autry. Quick time out here. SEO assistant coach Adrian Autry joins us on the other side. Back after this on ESPN Radio. 